Costs to originate keep rising, even with more technology in the industry. The problem is the core platform. A new LOS can re-architect the process around data, not humans moving paper files. Vesta has built this LOS, and you can learn more at Vesta.com. Welcome, everyone. My guest today is data journalist Will Robinson to talk about home builders and new home sales, as well as home prices. Will, welcome back to the podcast. Thanks. Happy to be here. Happy to have you here. I really appreciate having on um, all you data guys, because here you are, your specialty is really taking this data and making data visualizations. And these are beautiful charts and graphics. And then I have you on a podcast where I'm like, okay, so describe <laughs> what you've done in an audio format. So I appreciate you uh, doing this with us. because, But I mean, I just feel like you get some really great insights and I wanted to share it with the audience. Yeah, for sure. It's definitely, you know, when you're coming through the data and, and seeing what it says, it helps, you know, to, to break it out visually. And then, yeah, you do get some nuggets from that that you can then kind of walk away with. I would just tell all our listeners, if anything today piques your interest, go and look at Data Digest, which is what, um, that's the series every week that uh, Will uh, does. And he has some beautiful charts and graphics and visualizations of all these things we're talking about. Uh, but yeah, let's get started. So we're really going to focus on the last two Data Digests you've done, which are really about home prices, construction, new home builders, sales. Um, so we've got a lot to cover. Yeah, it's kind of a buffet of data. I, I like that, a buffet of data. Yes, well, the first item on our buffet, uh, the appetizer, if you will, maybe it is actually the some of the meat here, is, is new home sales. So this is from um, November 29th article that you wrote, so last week, talking about new home sales. Tell us a little bit about where we landed in October. Yeah, so for um, new home sales... The annual rate was at 679,000, um, which is, it's strong. I mean, that's, that's, it's, you know, moderating towards the end of the year as sales always do towards the end of the year, but that's up almost 18% year over year. Um, definitely led by the South as defined by the Census Bureau, the Southern region, which is made up of 16 states. That was about 65% of sales. So that's definitely where, uh, both where we're seeing both the majority of new home sales and also the majority of new home activity is in that Southern region. Well, and I'll clarify because we're going to talk about um, several sources of data. So for this current, what we're talking about is from the Census Bureau and HUD is we're looking at, mm -hmm. at their data for this. So that's great. Yeah. And the South has been sort of outperforming, if you will, for years. And we know that, especially for home builders, right? Because I mean, there's just, there's land, there's places to build. Mm-hmm. And, and to be fair, just statistically, the South is the Census Bureau's largest division. So it's got the most states in it. It should have the most sales, but we still have seen um, in recent years a bigger uptick. So if you look at the same month five years ago, then it's the South is responsible for about 56% of sales. So going from 56 to 65 in a five-year span, that still shows that in recent years, there's definitely been an uptick in what the South is is pumping out. So we have the the second largest um, or or the second region that is responsible for the most home sales is not surprisingly the West, but it is you know it is quite a bit down uh, from the South and also it's down uh, month over month it looks like. Yes. So if you yeah so uh, is it kind of easier on the line chart? You can see that the West is ticking down, Midwest is ticking down, Northeast is ticking down, but Northeast is very flat. Whereas the South is bumpy, but it's still 
it's a bumpy road that's going up still. Um, and for the West, just as a, as a share of the sales of the new home sales for the different regions, the West did lose about five percentage points just in the last month. So it's, I mean, that's, it's, it's kind of a volatile number anyway, but that was a, the South expanded. It looks like at the expense of the West. So we're, you know, we've been talking about um, home prices for the last couple of weeks because, of course, we all thought that home prices would probably drop a little bit more than they have. Some thought <laughs> they would drop a lot more than they have this year because mortgage rates have been high. But we know on the existing home sales side, they've been strong. And in fact, the number of homes that have had price reductions is down year over year. What do we see when it comes to new home sales? Are, are prices going down or up? Yeah, that's, that's what's interesting is this contrast because new home sales are, are kind of proving out the theory that you would have had for existing home sales. Home builders are having to do things to incentivize sales, to keep sales from falling through. So the median home price for new home sales is going down. It was about a 3% uh, drop month over month. And um, if you look at what I love the Census Bureau does is it breaks out kind of these price bins, these ranges of prices if you go back to pre-pandemic times for new home sales, the share of homes that are $399,000 and below is maybe 75-ish percent of new home sales. Then you go last year, that group goes all the way down to the 30s, like 33% or so. And now you see this upswing where it's getting back to 50%. So homes that are under 400000 are getting back up to being about half of what home builders are putting on the market and you are seeing different ways that home builders, whether it's throwing in free appliances or buying down on the rate or other ways they're trying to incentivize. And one of those ways of incentivizing sales is cutting prices. So you are seeing the home builders lower the costs on, on what they're bringing to market. And of course they have the, you know, they can pull all these levers so they can give you a certain amount off and they can, you know, lower the rate because their margin on every house they sell is is pretty good, mm. uh, even in this in yeah. this environment. So they can cut into that and still be fine. Whereas your typical seller is not going to be like, "Oh, I've got a thirty percent margin on this house, <laughs> no problem. I'll just cut you a deal." Exactly. So one of the things that we see is, um, you know. The, the number of homes under construction. And you make a point in the story that home builders are pacing the number of homes they bring to market. Very smart strategy on, on their part. Totally understandable. Pretty frustrating for everybody else because we'd love to have more uh, inventory and see some of those you know, house prices come down even more so that, you know, more people could get into homes. But um, what did you see there on, on home construction? You had... <laughs> You have a very responsive market with home with the home builder. So when you had that first surge of, of home sales um, when COVID hit, home builders definitely responded and started building a lot more homes. But homes take a while to build, and by the time they finish building them, then you had a sudden surge in mortgage rates. And so you if you looked at the month supply of new homes, you get it basically cut in half. Uh, in that first surge of sales, and then you get it going all the way up to eight or nine months supply, which is well above pre-pandemic levels, and now it's been inching back down. So home builders are being careful about how many homes they're bringing to market um, and maybe changing the timelines of some of the projects that they had going. Um, even on the home builders, like specific company level response uh, data, you see 
you see more control over inventory and you hear, you know, DR, Hort- DR Horton, for example, talking in their earnings release about maybe changing the schedules of certain projects. And for them specifically, I mean, you had their homes and in inventory get cut by 12,000 or so homes in the last year. So home builders are definitely trying to keep fewer homes on their books uh, and they are succeeding both through the the sales incentives and in controlling how many homes they're bringing to market in reducing their inventory, which is reducing that that metric of month supply of new homes. So it is definitely something that we know home builders are looking at because we see that number coming down, that supply coming down so that there's not an inventory glut. This is where the charts really make it so interesting to look at because you're like, oh, okay. And you can, you don't even have to look down at the, at the, uh, you know, that horizontal line to know, oh, that's, that's 2020, <laughs> that's 2021. That's, and you can see the difference, and especially under construction, you know, starting in January uh, 22, we've had a, a big uptick from 20 and 21. And I think part of that is just, you know, having the building materials and all those, you know, permits that, that went into place, um, they finally got materials and they're, they're willing to start building. Absolutely. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's a very clear visual that it's, if you watch the under construction line, it's just a rocket line from uh, 2020 to the end of the first quarter of 2022. And then it doesn't come down, it just plateaus. So, you know, that's a lot of home builders finishing what they had started in that pandemic boom. But for homes permitted, homes started, homes completed, homes under construction, they're all above pre-pandemic levels. So there's still an elevated level of building, but it is an elevated level that has moderated since rates shot up. Great point. And I think it's uh, good to remember because we see that, you know, the the share of new homes as a as part of the total market is so much higher than normal. And part of that you go, you know, is it just they're building so many homes? But part of that is, you know, there's just so few um, existing homes for sale that it, it does give them more market share. But it's true that, I mean, they have, they are building more homes. It, we are past pre-pandemic levels, even though they're moderating. Mm-hmm, exactly. Interesting. Did anything on this map uh, or this month surprise you? I would say, I mean, it was a little surprising for me that Idaho seems to be permitting at a very, very high level, just because, you know, population-wise, there's, it's not a large state. So it was interesting to see that there's such a standout in this in this data set. So I was trying to look at, as I pointed out earlier, the South is the largest census division. And so I was trying to control for just the fact that there's the most states in the South. So looking at this metric of new homes permitted or the annual rate of homes permitted per thousands of people, Idaho is actually the number one in the country. Um so it was interesting to see that there's that much demand there, or at least that much anticipated demand, because that's, that's home builders, obviously, trying to get ahead of that demand there. Um, but you do also have that being within the Census Bureau's Mountain Division, which has a very high home price index. So it could also just be that you know builders are most active where they could potentially get the most bang for the buck. 
That's a great point. Yeah. I mean, we've heard so much about the Boise market, you know, and and what's happened post-pandemic that it is a little surprising to me to see Idaho so strong on this list. Mm -hmm, For sure. So originally, uh, I'm from Vermont. And so I see that Vermont is is pretty dark green for the Northeast region. I mean, you know, it doesn't have a lot (laughs) of competition, but I was like, oh, go Vermont. Had no idea. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting, though. It's uh, so, as you pointed out, I mean, this is two weeks of, of various home builder related data. And the so two weeks ago it was a closer look at, at home builder confidence and a survey of various questions that the National Association of Home Builders asked their members. And it seemed like confidence was highest in the Northeast, but then you see not that much activity by home builders in the Northeast. I don't really know what accounts for that kind of um, contrary view there. I can imagine that this is just not a great time to actually be building a house when it's so cold. So one of my favorite shows is uh, Maine Cabin Masters. <laughs> I watch that show all the time on HGTV where they build these like they take these cabins that are on a lake or whatever. And they're like 100 years old and basically shacks and like make them livable. But I mean, they have such a short window where they could build. Right. I mean, it's like, oh, you know, it's about That's to ice fair. over. And then they come the next day. It's under, it's, you know, it's completely under snow. So, um, you know, maybe that's why they are excited, but they're going to have to wait until things thaw out a little <laughs> bit more. Yeah, that makes sense. We'll have to see. Okay. Well, the next thing I want to talk about is home prices, right? So now mm-hmm. we're looking at the S&P CoreLogic Case-Shiller Home Price Index, which was also published last week. I've talked a little bit about this with, um, with Logan and others, but I would love to see what you see from the data, like what stood out to you. Yeah, so this is more of um, kind of going back to the surprise factor that that home prices are are not coming down. And so it was just interesting that this came out in the same week as all this home builder data, because you can see the home builder side of things, their side of the equation, you would think is would be bringing prices down. I mean, they're they are still building, like we said, at above pre-pandemic levels. They are pumping out a lot of homes. They are lowering their own prices. They are doing rate buy downs. They are doing various ways of incentivizing builders and the median price of new homes is going down. So the fact, so the fact that the home price index, um, both the, the Case-Shiller and um, the FHFA's purchase only index are still going up to me means two things. One, I mean, there is a little bit of a lag. The, the new home data is through October and the indices are through September, but it also shows you just the the weight of the high prices for the existing homes. The fact that there's such a low supply of inventory of the existing homes seems to be outweighing the fact that home builders are, you know, doing their, their best to kind of keep prices down. So on the existing homes, we, you know, my Miami came in very hot. So that's first, then we've got San Diego and LA. So here we have the coastal cities. So not a surprise, but also, um, you know, we see a a tick up here. Um, So, you know, over the year that those are all rising. That's what's interesting to me about this chart is that those have been um, high all year, but they're on an upward swing. They are. Yeah. So on this one, so the CoreLogic S&P Schiller, they have the overall US, they have um, baskets of 10 cities and 20 cities. And then they have the individual index for each of these 20 cities. And so looking at that one, the three hottest are Miami, San Diego, and Los Angeles. 
and the three lowest are Chicago, Cleveland, and Detroit. So, you know, that, that does kind of reinforce some of the, some of the other data sets that we've looked at in previous data digest, which is the affordability is almost exclusively in the South and in the Midwest. And the, the higher price, the higher home values, the higher home median home sales prices, all those high numbers we keep seeing in the West. Um, but you do, you, you're, you're right. You do see Miami with that coastal price as well um, that are noticeably, noticeably higher than just the U.S. as a whole. So, and just underscoring that, if we look at the FHFA's purchase only house price index, I love comparing all these things. The Mountain West or the Mountain Division is just clearly the outlier above even California and Florida. Very, very much so. So, these are pegged to different index years, um, the K Shiller versus the FHFA's index. But for FHFA, uh, a, a number of 100 would have been the price in Q1 1991. That number for the mountain division is above 580. Compare that to just the east, north, central, which is like the eastern chunk of the Midwest, and it's only 335. So 335 versus 580 is a very, very noticeable gap. So that affordability difference, not taking into account incomes in those areas, just the absolute price values in those regions is vastly different. Yeah, that East North Central division on the FHFA map. I mean, it's it's white. It's like it's not. It's like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> invisible, and you know that's all the Great Lakes states, and you know what do you see there? Yeah, I mean, and and that's that's where we've also seen just the most sales activity. Going back to previous data digests, is you do see a lot of people just seeking out affordability and seeking out things that they can actually purchase instead of rent, and they're going to that region. So I do expect eventually you'll, you'll see that ticking higher because you're seeing more people enter those markets because that's where you can buy. But it is interesting to see that there wasn't comparatively a lot of home builder activity in those areas. Again, you might, you, you've pointed out that might be weather related, but uh, it does seem to be the most affordable region by far and where the most sales are getting done because it's where most people can afford to get sales done. So I would keep an eye on that one as far as you might see some normalization across these regions. And if you do, then I would expect to see less dark green, less of a high index value in the mountain division and a greener, less white look in this division because it is by far comparatively cheap across the whole country. Well, I appreciate you coming on and helping us understand the data. It's especially confusing, you know, because we cover different indices where we look at different sources and report on those sometimes on the same day or, or the next day. The headlines can kind of be confusing sometimes. So that's our job is to really get it down into an understandable thing. If I was to ask you for your two takeaways as you look at all of this housing data over the last couple of weeks, what would those be? Yeah, there definitely does seem to be, you know, some contradictory factors at play. So for new home builders specifically, these numbers were were pretty encouraging. New home sales are still noticeably higher than a year ago. Construction levels are still a lot higher than pre-pandemic levels. So in some sense, that's encouraging. It seems to be that what they're doing is working. And then on the other side of the coin, you have the fact that Home builders are having to lower prices. They are having to do these different ways of encouraging um, sales to still happen uh, through various incentives. And the home builder sentiment index is still going down. So home builders do seem to be getting increasingly pessimistic 
at least in recent months, about market conditions. And when you look at some of the comments by Dr. Horton and others, they are expecting to still have to use incentives going into next year. You do see home builder inventories going down, which seems to be indicating that they're you know they're not trying to replenish at those rates. So it might be that we're kind of at the tail end of the encouraging numbers for home builders. We'll have to see. You know, time will tell. So that is one of those kind of contradictory things where it seems to be home builders aren't that optimistic, but again, they're looking towards the future. And right now the present numbers do seem to be pretty encouraging and optimistic. The The other kind of contradiction there is that you have, and I guess this would be my second takeaway, is that although home builders seem to be doing things that would lower prices overall, you are still seeing home prices going up. You are still seeing them breaking records as far as these home price indexes. They're all-time highs, and they don't seem to be plateauing. They seem to continually inch higher and inch higher and inch higher. So that is another kind of inherent contradiction there, that although more homes are coming to market through new construction and those prices are coming down for those new construction, the overall market as a whole is still getting more and more and more expensive just with overall tight inventory. I appreciate those takeaways, um, especially just like really summarizing all the data for us. Thanks for being on. And I would just encourage all of our listeners to become readers uh, as well. Go check out Data Digest because we have interactive charts. You can go in there and uh, do a little bit of slicing and dicing and they're very informative. Will, thanks so much for being on. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to Housing Wire Daily. If you haven't already, we'd love for you to take a minute to rate the show and leave a comment. And make sure to tune in tomorrow for more news and insight. 